Done. Cut off. <laughs> my phone's like not even on my. I'm not even touching it. Oh my days. All right, cool, cool. Don't worry. Let's try again. Hopefully, no issues <laughs> again. Um, <laughs> All right, sir. Episode 32. Yes, 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 yes. Let's go. Hello there, guys, and welcome to another episode of the World Wide Chills Pod. Episode 32, the coming thick and fast today. Your host, Sadiq, is hosting this one, of course, and I'm joined alone today with my co-host Kamal. How are you, my friend? What's going on, mate? Just the two of us. I love it. Co-host Just the host. two of us. I'm not going <laughs> to sing. I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to sing. Obviously, it's my <laughs> fault that, um, you know, I gave late notice to the team and they couldn't make it today. So it's my fault. Apologies to everyone that's listening and to listeners in general. Um, but yeah, there's a lot to talk about. We've got a new signing again, Chelsea signing Mendy, which we'll be talking about. Speaking about Declan Rice, hopefully joining Chelsea soon. And we're going to talk about yesterday's game against Barnsley. A very, very good result. Good performances, which we'll get into detail. So, Kamal, look, we're going to get straight into it. Mendy, announced 10.30am UK time. Were you awake, first of all? Uh, I wasn't, actually. <laughs> when we actually announced <laughs> him, I was about like half an hour half an hour too late. But, yeah, um, yeah. Mendy, I mean, it's what we've wanted, man. We needed this. For sure, for sure. And where, where does that put you with Kepa, of course? I'm sure you see my video in terms of supporting the man, even though he shouldn't be in the first team. Uh, first starting lineup, of course. But where do you see Kepa at Chelsea now? Um, no, no, I definitely respect your your opinion in terms of res- you know supporting the guy, and for, absolutely we should always respect our own guys. Um, I do think he's going to be second choice. I think he's going to compete. Um, they're both going to compete for the number one shirt. Yeah. But if an offer comes in that's too good to refuse, like a loan with an option to buy, then I think he does leave. But I think he'll stay and compete, and Willy Caballero will be third choice. And maybe he's one of those like keepers for the European games or the cup games, and Mendy plays the rest, or vice versa. You know what I mean? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I've not said it a long time, so I'm happy to say that again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, I don't know if you've seen the training clips already. Pet check coming in goals all in training, man. I don't know if you've seen yeah, it. Have, I did. Seen it? Sh- showing everyone how it's done is leading by example. That's what I love to see. Yeah, that's what I like about what's happening at Chelsea right now. I think there's a lot of connection between players and coaches and, you know, the seniors above and stuff like that. So very, very exciting times for Chelsea fans, as I've been talking about in the future. Um, Also, by the way, just a quick one. I wanted to thank you properly for, you know, hosting episodes when I'm not on. Obviously, I've not been on that much with you. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to thank you, man. I appreciate all the work you've done. you You don't have to do that. No, I appreciate you giving us the opportunity to have a voice. So... If you know, I'm happy to fill in when you're not available. But this is this is something I've always wanted to do, and you've you've allowed me to do so. So thank you more than anything. Perfect, man. Thank you. Appreciate that. Big up the team as well. I always get on the episode as well. Um, so Mendy, come in. Have you watched a lot about him, or have you done your research on him, and you've seen a few highlights, and you know you got a better <laughs> understanding of him now, basically. I'll be honest. I haven't done anything besides YouTube compilations, and I know YouTube doesn't make and you can make you know like Obi Mikel look like Zidane. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> to be honest, that's all I've done. You know, read some articles from the Athletic and stuff like here. They released one today actually, and uh, who was it? I think it was Liam Twomey who said that you know this has actually been a two-year process that we've actually you know Christoph Lodishon, our, our goalkeeping coach yeah. slash yeah. what you know like chief of goalkeeping he's he's actually been the one who's been scouting him for a while so it's not a panic buy like some of the rival fans are saying so that gives me a lot of confidence in Mendy but in terms of actually watching him play I haven't done any of that just stats and you know knowing his wingspan and he's six foot six 
That's all I needed, man. That's all I. Needed. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I have done a bit more research. I think he does all the basics that we need in this Chelsea goalkeeper position now, basically. So, long arms, as you say, six foot six as well. Um, yep. Should be come on in the box. Should be controlling the crosses and corners and grabbing the ball and keeping all Chelsea defence calm. Because obviously yesterday's performance against Barnsley, even though six nil. There were a few question marks that I want to be talking about. I think Caballero saved us a couple of times, personally. So, uh, I think it could have been a different story. I think, you know, we could have had a tight game. What did you make of Caballero's performance in general uh, yesterday? So, yeah, he was brilliant. Um, I even tweeted that if Kepa was in goal, we probably would have still won the game, but it would have been like 5-3 <laughs> or 5-4. Um, so, there's... There was one shot that came from like outside the box that was a fizz shot, and he saved it. was an incredible save. And Kepa yeah, gets yeah. it in. I just I hate to hate on the guy, but it's just the truth. But Kepa, I mean, Caballero made way too many saves than he needed to. You know, there wasn't a DM, so that's that's something. You know, it was Kovacic and then two eights, so there wasn't an actual true DM. So yeah. that plays effect a little bit, but Caballero was class. But like you said, there's definitely the defense isn't short enough yet, but it could have just been down to tactics and all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm going to be real with you. I've watched a few performances this season now, and I feel like individually they are doing a lot better, especially with the, the um, defence coach that's come in. Um, right. But I feel like as a team, they still need to improve. And I feel like, OK, we're getting a goalkeeper now, Mendy coming in, and hopefully Thiago Silva can tighten the screws. Maybe not fully, fully, but, you know, a bigger improvement from what we've seen the last two seasons because we've had this issue for a very, very long time now. We need to sort out the set pieces for sure. I think we were the second most conceded team since last season. Um, so, hopefully, Chelsea get this sorted. Do you expect Declan Rice to be joining Chelsea this window? Ex- expect is a strong word. Um, I would love it. Um, I think there's going to be a good chance. But expectations is tough because they're going to be asking for a lot. There's not long left now. I think there's only like two or three weeks to go in the window. So negotiation is going to be tough. Um, it all depends on if we can clear these guys out, man. But, you know, we want to sell to get that money now as opposed to loans with obligations because the money's not going to hit the accounts till later. You know what I mean? So I think it's definitely going to be tough. I, I think there's a... I'm, I'm, I'm confident on the deal. I'll say that. But I, I, I'm confident that it'll get done before the end of the window. But expect... You know, that's tough just due to the sheer amount of moving pieces. You know, he's probably going to be pushing West Ham like, hey, you know, I want to go back to my childhood team. That's what we need from his side. But on our side, we need to get rid of these guys as well. You know, Ruben's come out and Ross has come out with some links today that they're going to be potentially moving. Bakayako still looks like he's going to Milan or PSG, perhaps. And then you've got Emerson and Alonso. So there's, there's a lot of moving pieces on our side, but I'm confident it can get done. Yeah, I mean, look, I think we had the same kind of expectation for Chilwell's price tag. And end of the day, True. we spent 45 to £50 million, pounds, which is from £80 million or £75 million, It's quite a big difference. Um, I really feel if Declan Rice was to push for that move and put a transfer request in or something, then it'll definitely ease up the thing and put the price tag down. But yeah, of course, um, there's no way we should be spending more than £45-50 million pounds on this player. Um it was said that from Angelo from Sky Sport that we had two bids rejected. First one, 50 million, and then the second one, 50 million plus a player. But then Fabrizio Romano has said that there's been no bids at all. So <laughs> I don't know uh, where we are. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Who do you believe? So obviously everyone's going to say Fabrizio Romano. 
But um, Angelo isn't too off with his um, news recently as well. It's a big shout that you're talking about Emerson as well. A lot of people were kind of commenting on my YouTube video yesterday saying, praise Emerson, this, this, that. And he had a fantastic game on the wing. And I have to remind people, it was Barnsley, okay? No no disrespect to <laughs> everyone, okay? And everyone listening and, uh, to Barnsley and stuff. But we have to be realistic. Like, Emerson the wing, fourth choice. Really? Come on, what do you think, Emerson? Nah, I mean, uh, <laughs> he can't be a winger, man. Come on. I mean, he was there by default because we had no one else. Um, you know, he, he pushed up the pitch and he did all right. But like you said, the game was already won. Barnsley were pushing up, trying to get a goal, you know, just to celebrate that consolation. But, you know, Emerson as a winger, no, nah, I'm not with that. And especially on the right wing, too. I mean, I know he's left footed, but no, nah, he definitely tried. I'm not going to doubt him that like, he had a good game. Even as a left back, he he had Bro, a good game, but a guy where? told me man the match fam. Like I'm not even I'm not even kidding, bro. Like a guy told me <laughs> man the match was our best player on that wing. So I don't know what's <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this fan base. Like you know when we win, yeah. There's a difference between celebrating a special moment like Havertz's hat trick and giving him that confidence, then Emerson doing quite well uh, on the wing and then making this story up like oh maybe he can be a fourth winger. Really, we need those funds in ASAP. Fam. We've been buying all these players, and I know we have money, but I'm sure in terms of net spend, we're kind of probably behind now by like 20, 30 million. If we do all the fees and stuff together, I'll be very surprised if we're still positive, in my opinion. Um, so you're definitely saying no Emerson as a winger? Yeah, not as a winger, man. I mean, he's okay. You know, him or Alonso back up left back, I'm, a fi- I'm completely fine with that. Um, but as a winger, I mean, that's that's just preposterous in my opinion. <laughs> I'm not sure where that came from. Yeah, I mean, look, we've got three left-backs now. Um, exactly. Are you fully Emerson first to go or Alonso? Or you don't mind whoever goes, really? I don't mind. I prefer Alonso to stay because, you know, he can bang in a goal, um, especially against a big opponent. And he does a job against big teams sometimes, most of the time, if, you, if you're honest. He, you know, he shows up in big games and has big moments. Uh, so Emerson, yeah, he's my first to leave. But again, it's either one of them are going to be backups. You know, Chili B is going to be the main guy. So I couldn't really care less. But if I had to give you an answer, yeah, Emerson first out the door. And we're saying at least 15, 20 million, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's probably his market value at this moment in time. So I'm okay with that. You know, I can't remember how much we actually spent. I think it was 20 to 25. Yeah, so 20 to 25-ish. Yeah. yeah, so 15 to 20, that's, that sounds fair for everybody. Yeah, I mean, in terms of Bakayoko, you like you mentioned as all, well, um, you know, Fabrizio Romano saying there's going to be a loan for you, an option to buy, which I kind of don't mm. feel happy with. I feel like it's a time to try and get a okay, sell him on loan, but you know, get that mandatory bid in after that. Whether it's lower than okay. five million or whatever it is, we need to get at least twenty million to make a profit, I believe, because of all these loan fees and wages that we've not spent on the guy since him joining, um, wow. we kind of can make it back over time if we were to sell around 15 20 million pounds which is a no-brainer you know i feel like we should take this opportunity cost to sell this player for a lot lower and not expect a higher fee later on especially with covid but you know marina knows best <laughs> she's been getting That's the true. deals right uh recently so maybe they have something else in plan we shall see um but look let's talk about a bit about yesterday's game now i didn't really speak to you properly on chat about Kai Havertz. I want to ask you, 
is this a massive, massive confidence boost for his game in general following this hat trick? Yeah, it has to be. Um, you know, he came in and, and he came in during difficult circumstances. And I say difficult lightly, you know, um, he came in, didn't really have time to train. I think he only was here for like 10 days. Yeah. And then he played right right wing or how the game came out, you know, against... Crap, who did we play first game? Brighton. Brighton, sorry. Yeah, so he was like basically like right wing, right wing back at times. It was, And then he's playing up top on his own against you know, probably the best centre-back in the world in Virgil van Dijk and then Fabinho. So he's two tough, tough games to come into, not fully fit. So to bag a hat-trick against Barnsley, okay, you know, they're one point away from relegation last year in the championship. So they're not a good team. But for confidence aside, you know, who's who's not going to be confident bagging a hat-trick, you know, no matter who you're playing? It's, no, it's good you for have him. to be realistic as all. Well. Like, a lot, sorry to cut you off. Um, no, it's, it's like, fine. You know, if he didn't score, you know, rival fans are going to be talking like, oh, the guy could even score against Barnsley. But when he's exactly. got a hat trick, everyone's like getting like slating or saying, why are you getting excited about it? I don't <laughs> understand it. You can't really win with these people. <laughs> That's sure. what it is. Um, you know, rival fans, rival fans are just rival fans. So they're going to find a way to hate one way or the other because they all wanted Kai Havertz. Everyone, every all of them. team in the world, everyone wanted him. Everyone. So the Arsenal fan base, you know, last season, I'm not going to name names, but we know who I'm talking about. They were doing the Havertz propaganda with Party and our, and then, you know, Man United were on the same wavelength saying they're going to get Havertz and Sancho. Well, we're the ones who bagged him. You know, Havertz played a 10 yesterday where he belongs and he was unreal. Not The goals aside, if you take away the goals, just his link-up play, his pressing, you know, for that, for that, I forget who scored. I think it was, I think it was Tammy. Or, uh, my mind's just gone blank. Which, which one's the so when you want the ball. ball back. Oh, yeah, yes. Barkley, Barkley, left foot. My player, man, Ross the boss. <laughs> there you go. So, you know, take all things into context. He was pressing, passing well, link-up play was insane. This is all positive things, you know, and we move forward from here. Is it me, or did he not feel so, so happy getting that first goal? He just looked like, yeah, celebrating, and then he, he hugged Tammy. I don't know if it's just me, but, you know, he wasn't that excited, if you know what I mean. I don't know, maybe I... it was just me. I think he's just he's just confidence in himself. He's just like, yeah, this is what I do. This is this is not a big deal. Um, I score goals and we move on to the next one. We've got bigger things to worry about. I think he's got that kind of mentality where it's like, all right, I've scored a goal, fair enough, but we move and we need to win the competition. My goals don't mean nothing if we don't score. That's just me. I could yeah. be thinking too much, too deep about it. But that, that's the, the kind me. of mentality mentality we have in the squad. It's just like we need to win things. Yeah, I mean, look after the game, Lampard was speaking about. How Havertz didn't get a proper preseason, and he said this was a good opportunity, like training, fam. <laughs> it's a bit yeah, of a violation. Exactly. It's a bit of a violation to Bond. That's true. The way he dropped it was like raw. True. Um, but look, you mentioned about Loftus Cheek, Ross Barkley. Who is ahead of uh, each other right now in terms of you know starting or playing for Chelsea? Obviously, we've got Havertz, Mason Mount ahead of both, definitely for sure. But who do you put next? Ross Barkley, Loftus Cheek, and why? To be honest, just based on fitness and what they give right now, I think Ruben's going to be the one to leave just on a loan basis. Um, I, I hate to say that because I love Ruben more, you know, more than any other academy project. But if we're being real and we're taking contextually, he hasn't played proper 90 minutes in a long time. That injury messed him up. He came back and then COVID hit. So he hasn't had full rhythm. I think he needs a season to play week in, week out at level where there's no pressure 
um, and just give him that confidence to to play pressure free um, and just get back into full fitness. And on top of that, he's probably one going to want to compete to try and get into the England squad as well. And with the competition we have, I just don't see that happening at you know at the squad right now, just with the numbers we've got. That was my worry, man. Like when we signed Kai Havertz or when we were linked with Kai Havertz, I was saying one player isn't going to be around that much. And I felt like a lot of people were saying Ross Barkley, but I felt Ross Barkley was always that guy that's going to be a squad player playing cup games and stuff like that come off the bench. I didn't think he'll be actually competing with Havertz on Mount personally. So yeah, I felt Loftus-Cheek, I, I think like the team have kind of given up on him in my opinion. I think he's 25 or turn 25 or turn 26 or something. And he keeps getting injured, man, which is the most probably depressing thing about him. Um, and obviously, it's like Colin Hudson Doyle. He's got a lot of years ahead of him. But for me, he seemed like he was too much in his mind when he started the game. I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I feel like he eventually got into the game, into the rhythm. But I felt like he was trying too hard at the start. Uh, what did you make of his performance yesterday, Colin Hudson Doyle? I agree with everything you just said. He's... He he clearly wanted to impress and prove to everyone that hey I'm I'm good enough to you know to start week in week out and it kind of was evident in his game that he put too much pressure on himself you know because that finish right at the beginning he should have buried it you know straight up um he should have buried it and you know he, it seemed throughout the game he was just doing a little bit too much rather than keeping it simple and letting the pro- you know the national progression of the game come to him um but. I still think he had a decent game, to be fair. You know, he was direct. His passing was okay. Um, his tracking back was okay. And, and yeah, I, I think overall, if I had to give him a rating, it would be like a 6.5, which isn't terrible. So yeah. I think he definitely needs to stay and, you know, just be one of the numbers and one of the options. But I don't think he was terrible. No, 100%. I totally agree with you. There's no way we can let this player go regardless. The lack of wingers we have right now anyway with injuries. Um Pulisic is one that I want to speak about. Like, you know, after the Brighton game or before the Brighton game, I was hearing that he's fit or something. Okay, he's ready to come back. And I thought maybe he's just rested to play for Liverpool and then he didn't feature and then he hasn't featured in Barnsley. Now, was there a new injury or something? Or was there a new doubtful or something? Are you aware of any of it? Excuse me? Were, were you aware? Are you, did you... Did you see any other news coming out about a second injury or something? Because I, I don't understand how someone was fit or coming back very soon and then now he's fully doubtful. No, I didn't hear anything about that. Um, what, wasn't, he, wasn't he coming back before the Brighton game? Like There was question marks that he might be back. And then uh, I think like there was an article saying that he's you know fully fit now. He's going to be featuring in one of the games. And then... Now we just hear he's doubtful fully. So it sounds like he's got a second injury coming his way or something. Um, I, to be honest, I didn't catch that. So if he does, that's that's a big that's a problem. But I, I hopefully he can shake it if there is one. I didn't hear anything about that. Yeah, I mean, how, has he? How many times has he been injured roughly for Chelsea? I mean, was he injured at Dortmund before we bought him? Do you know his injury record? No, I don't off the top of my head. I know he has got. I don't want to say injury proneness, but you know he's not. I'm not sure what his record is exactly. Yeah, that, I'm, that's one thing I'm worried about him because he's such a you know fantastic player, and you know I'm not going to say he's anywhere near Eden Hazard or anything when he was at Chelsea, but the way he takes the ball, takes on players, gets those goals, vital moments and stuff, he's one of our key players or probably our best attacker 
at the time last season of course um, no doubt. 100% um, so we kind of covered off majority of the topics let's talk about Ben Chirwell Ben Chirwell came on and you know he got an assist man across already <laughs> he tells you literally this guy is going to be able to give us those crosses that we need and Giroud coming on off the bench he's going to have a big future still here at Chelsea right Oh, no doubt. I think Giroud is one of the most underrated players we have. And I can't wait to see him with this team, um, with the squad we've got around him. I definitely think he's going to feature and play a part. So I, w- I would love for Giroud to, to, to stay with the squad and show us what he can give us. Um, you know, just with Ziyech and Werner, the players around him, it's just going to make it so much easier for him. So I, I love Giroud so much. But it's going to be tough for him to you know, feature a lot. It all depends game by game. Um, hopefully he doesn't get too disappointed, but and hopefully he doesn't leave. But I, I definitely want Drew to stay. I think he's class. I mean, that's what I was thinking about because obviously he's thinking about Euros, of course. And I saw Frank Lampard try and Kai Havertz in that false nine in one of the games. I think it was Liverpool. So I thought maybe if an offer for Drew comes in, they might consider it at least you know five to seven million euros. But as he said, I think he's underrated. I hope he stays. Um, He's someone that can bring out others to do a lot better. I feel like Werner and Havertz running in from behind or Mount running behind, then it'll give them a huge chance, basically, to score a lot more goals, contribute and stuff like that. But as he said, hopefully he stays at Chelsea. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how himself, Tammy, Werner rotate in this team throughout the season. But as he said, there's many, many games coming up, there's many competitions, there's many um, chances for these players to be performing, so hopefully, you know, everyone gets their moments and everyone takes their chance, I feel like even Tammy Abraham playing yesterday you know, he could have scored a few goals and literally he set up Kai Havertz instead I think the partnership between those two were really good and yeah, I don't know where I don't know how everyone's going to be fitting into this team and I'm just excited about the future basically because you know, there's so much to be winning, and I feel like this team has a lot in them to be winning these trophies, or at least challenging. I think Frank Lampard is still the man. There's a lot of hate against Frank Lampard for some reason. Maybe it's just kids and social media, but I know majority of the fans that actually go to games or watch worldwide, you know, adults and stuff like that, definitely support Frank Lampard. Um, but yeah, Kamal, what is your take on the situation with the three strikers? How are they all going to fit in the team? No, you're still going to... I try to delay it as possible, man. No, no, you're good. I'm here. I'm just outside, so I apologise for the audio. Um, I think, you know, we're... the three strikers, they're going to be competing. This is what we need. We're going to have to compete for these, for, for positions. And this is what Frank Lampard wants more than anything. He wants competition, elite competition. And we need to perform. And if someone doesn't perform, they get dropped. We can't be sentimental anymore. Each player has to perform to the best of their ability. So, yeah. Frank Lampard, he wants he wants this. And I think this is what Chelsea fans have wanted. There's three top strikers that can compete for each position and rotate when needed. Now, 100%. I uh, totally agree with you on that one. Um, but, yeah, like I was saying, there's a lot of games and hopefully this Chelsea team can take uh, up, you know advantage of this situation. And I feel like top clubs anyway have at least two players in each position. So I'm a bit surprised that we haven't signed another winger. I thought maybe better off Mars, someone will come in. Not an expensive winger, but just a decent 
winger that can be a squad depth type of player. But regardless, it's going to be very interesting to see how this Chelsea team gel. I expect this team to gel within maybe mid-October, end of October, a few games together. With a, you know, we're missing a lot of players in the starting eleven. You know, Ben Chilwell, Hakim Ziyech, Thiago Silva, who featured yesterday as well with Ben Chilwell. Um, Pulisic coming back. We've got Mendy coming in. Um, there's a lot of players that we haven't seen together yet with Kai Havertz and Timo Werner. So, you know, Chelsea fans in general need to be a lot more patient. And hopefully we get there. And look, we're going to quickly talk about West Brom away from home. Um, is it a must-win game for you, Kamal? Or do you think there'll be question marks in general if we do not get this winning? Do you think? Um, yeah, it's a must-win game. Of course, every game is a must-win game from now on until the end of the season. Um, just based on getting momentum alone, you need to start performing. You need to start showing teams what we're about. So, performing at this level, you need to start beating the lower teams. They just got smacked up as well last week. So, <laughs> we need to do the same thing. Who do you lose this again? Oh, shoot. Um... <laughs> I, I, I forgot, but I know they got. I know they got beat pretty bad. Beat I'm sorry to put you in the spot, man. I'm sorry to put you in the spot. I forgot. I know they got beat pretty bad, but we need to stop. But to answer the question, we need to win this game 100. This is yeah, what football's about. You know, I think even if we're at home or away, we want the players to start winning these games. These are the kind of games last season that we weren't winning. We got turned over by these poor teams, and we can't keep doing this anymore. So. No, I totally agree with you. And look, we have to be realistic. Look at the fixture list. We've kind of got Liverpool out of the way now. And I feel like the next couple of games, until probably about United at home mid-October, are games that we should be winning for sure. So hopefully, you know, Chelsea get these wins in. Um, look at the midfield as well, actually. There's talks about Georgina to Arsenal. Now, I don't know if you believe these rumours or not. I think Sky Sports came out of it. What is your take on Jorginho? Is he still needed in this club? Because one of our members in this team uh, don't really like Jorginho, and they said that, aka just as he wants him out of the team. Uh, what do you think of Jorginho? Do we still need him? Come on, man. Jorginho is tough. I don't think we need him, actually. Um, I'm not sure why he fits into this team anymore. So it's kind of a question of, you know, do we just have him for numbers sake and maybe play him against lesser sides. You know, I do like the player, but it's just a question of where he fits. And I don't see where he fits because it looks like we want two attacking eights and a pivot. So if we're going to get, you know, I say and a pivot as a, an alternative formation, sorry. So can take over Chich. Where does Jorginho fit? If we do bring in a Declan Rice, then, yeah. then, you know, it's again, his numbers are more than limited. So it seems like he needs to to move on, I like the player, but he just, I don't see where he's going. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a bit of a tough one, especially Jorginho. Um, first year here, he got booed by Chelsea fans in the stadium. He's come through a lot. He's now vice-captain. He missed a penalty as well. I think it's his first miss for Chelsea in terms of penalties. And a lot of fans gave him a lot of stick. I don't know why. Um, you can't score every single penalty. But it's going to be very interesting. I don't think Arsenal will actually sign Jorginho. I think it's fake news, basically. I think... You know how Sky do their news and stuff nowadays. That's just how it is. But I feel like if Declan Rice comes in, then yes, I don't think we need Jorginho in this team. But it'll be very interesting to see who we sell. I think that's the main question. Who can we actually sell? Because players like Batshuayi are going out on loan. We're not we're not managing to sell any of these players. So 
where can we actually get any income from this window? But look, I'm not going to hold you too long, Kamal. Uh, I just want to ask you very quickly, if I don't speak to you on the weekend, what is your prediction for the West Brom game? Scoreline. Prediction 3-0. Um, I'm going to go team of winner scores one. And let's see. I'm not sure if Pulisic and Ziyech are fit yet. But I think yeah. team of scores one. And then one of our midfield guys, whether it's Kai Havertz. And I'm not sure who the other one will be. But I'm going 3-0. No. 3-0. No. That's quite confident, man. I think we're away from home as well. You never know. We, I don't know if you lot feel this, but West Brom used to be one of our bogey teams, man. Back in the days. Yeah, I mean, the, I don't recall them being our bogey team. Um, because they're the one we, if you remember, we beat them when we had that incredible yeah. moment. Yeah, I think, so, was, I think it was before that and after that, actually. West Brom. But, um, yeah. Well, I mean, we've had bogey teams like with all these lesser teams. So we, we, we keep losing to to poor teams. We, you know, last season, the year before, Bournemouth has been our bogey team for years. But they're no longer here, thank God. And yeah. we don't have another one that replaces them. Yeah, Newcastle's a 50-50 one as well. We'll see you soon. But um, look, thank you for coming on, lastminute.com. My fault. Uh, appreciate it. I've not spoken to you for a very, very long time, even though you messaged me 24-7. Um, no, appreciate, appreciate, <laughs> appreciate all the uh, support, man. But yeah, guys, I want to thank you a lot for listening. And yeah, just let us know where you're, uh, where we can find you, Kamal, on all social medias. Yeah, it's at Lump of CRC on Twitter. Everyone should know that by now. Um, but yeah, that's literally all I've got. All I've got, nothing else to plug besides pod articles. You know, listen to all of our stuff, listen to Sadiq's content on YouTube, check the articles. We've got some new writers here with us in the team now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. big things are going, man. Big things are going for our team. I'm not going to lie to you, you've done very good in recruitment, man. Uh, I've got to actually congratulate you on that one. You've recruited uh, quite well with that as well. I've got an eye for talent, my friend. And let, let's clarify one thing for all the listeners as well. Is it Mr. Analysis or Mr. Analysis? It's Mr. Analysis, not Mr. Analysis. It's, I mean, wait, did I say Mr. <laughs> <laughs> no, you said Mr. Analyst. No, 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 it's Mr. An- analysis. Are you sure? It's with a yes, T at the Mr. end. It's, it's a T no, at no. the end, bro, not S-I-S. No, no, it's analysis. Mr. Analysis makes more sense. If it was a singular word, then analyst, yes. Okay, listen, we'll let Matt decide what he wants, yeah? That's, that's fair, okay. yeah? That's fine. Uh, all good, man. But listen, everyone that's listening, thank you for tuning in. And look out for the preview with the team very soon. We're out, man. Peace. Take care, come on. I appreciate you, man, as always.